0: yeah, on the dirty ugly wrestling podcast. My name is Dirty Mike. And I'm the big ugly. You are fit ugly. You are the <laughs> fit. We, you know, I, I'm just very proud of you. Uh, I seem to be going in the other direction, but I'm going to take some <laughs> cues from you. I, I mean, that's the thing. I, you know, I mean I got some, you know, medical issues. It's harder for me to exercise these days, but uh, yes. that's all right. I, I can be the big uh, what do you call it? Um, big the, dirty, big, I don't big dirty, might my- <laughs> <laughs> could be the big dirty. Um, nah, but now nah, we got episode one thirteen, big ugly. We are approaching seven years of this, um, this or or the seventh year, I should say. But that's pretty damn Listen, good. This,
1: when you mention that, that's crazy. You know Isn't what I mean? It? Like considering where we started from, freaking first one being WrestleMania 2016 AT&T yeah. Stadium. Yeah. So now it's 2023 like <laughs> man that's just wild.
0: I mean I'm so happy that we're doing this. Uh you know and we still got listeners, we still got followers, we still got people uh, interviews, people you know requesting to be on the podcast. I'm excited about this. this is uh, you know we we are a good team. Uh, we are good friends. We we got this going. So as long as we and we found the Zoom thing, uh you know a little too I'll say late, but we found it. Um, This Zoom, you know, we had the little Zoom recorded a little, but this is the big Zoom. This is, uh, you know, Internet Zoom. But I'm so proud of us. And I thank you. Uh, fit, ugly. I appreciate you.
1: Yeah, no, I I appreciate you too. You've been, I mean, you've pretty much been the one spearheading this. Uh, you know, you you bring on all the all the guests. uh You know, you make sure that we're on time. That we that it happens every <laughs> month. You're the one that gets us into the actual events when we go. So you know, this whole thing doesn't happen without you. So I I, I appreciate you.
0: We got a lot of appreciation going both ways. This is great. uh We are going to have some special guests on this podcast because we are on the road. Once again, to WrestleMania, you mentioned that a little bit ago. Yeah. WrestleMania 39 this time, Big Ugly. um, yeah. SoFi Stadium, Los Angeles. We aren't physically on the road to that. Now, next year, WrestleMania 40, we're all going to be on the road to Philadelphia because it's only 90 minutes away from Baltimore. So we're, we're all going. Um, and that's going to be
1: – I mean, that's going to be such a huge one, too. Man. Oh, my that's God. Big, that's,
0: I mean, that's yeah. – it, it's 40. It's like on the decade. I mean, how do you not – do big for that. I mean, that's gonna be great. Okay. Special guests. Uh, you know, we're going to talk about WrestleMania. We're going to talk about a lot of things. I'm going to throw out a lot of things. XFL, we're going to talk about EWA pro wrestling, Vinny Versace, uh, you know, Christian, going to uh, visit us later on. Um, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about WrestleMania. We're going to talk about impact wrestling. We're going to talk about AEW. We're going to talk about NXT. We're going to talk about MLW. I, there's wrestling every day somewhere. Oh, big ugly and hey man I'm excited you know I'm excited are you ready
1: I am absolutely ready
0: are um, you you are sorry I was getting in <laughs> a little bit nah no, man no, you're no. ready all right hey we got some special guests in the waiting room big ugly fit ugly I'll let them in all right let them in and we'll give them the intro that go. they deserve and let's just make sure can you see us can you hear us introducing guest number one are you there are you muted? Guest number 1.
1: Yeah, they are they are they are currently muted.
0: Okay. When he yeah. comes off a of mute, I'll make sure to introduce.
1: Yeah. Um I definitely have a tangent.
0: Oh, you got a tangent. Okay. I have well, a
1: tangent, however, I feel like maybe we should wait to get more on here, but here's my here's the question that I'm posing.
0: Okay, guest number Every 1, year. let us know when you're available, but tangent, go ahead.
1: Every year, we always end up talking about the Mount Rushmore. Like, who's on our Mount Rushmore to see? Like, we do. Changed, you know, this time I want to ask specifically who's on the Mount Rushmore of heels. Oh,
0: heels! Heels
1: only. Heels of the business.
0: Heels only. Heels only. That is a good question. Okay, so. You you asked the question. I, I, if you've been thinking about it, give me you know, they have four heads on Mount Rushmore. What do you think? You got some names on there? That's the
1: problem. I, <laughs> I, I, so here's the funny thing. I thought about this question, and it, the only person I was like has to go on my hill, Mount Rushmore, for sure, is Triple H.
0: Okay, I can I can see he's definitely had a massive evil in his run. Yes. Okay. Uh,
1: But I I feel like I wanted to bring this up to you because I feel like you might start listing out some names that will make me be like, oh, yeah, like that, that guy, you know, it's hard to say because all of the top heels at some point have probably had like a great baby face run. I don't know. Would Randy Orton be on there? You know,
0: yeah. I think so. I mean, he's definitely in consideration because he's done some some of the most evil things in the world, even though he did so many evil things that it got him over and popular. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he'd be up there. I think Ric Flair.
1: Flair um, okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, being uh, the guy that can just take you for an hour and just pull every emotion that you've got. I mean, yes, he's a good baby face, but he was an absolute talker on the microphone. He could make you hate him for so many reasons. Uh, I'm going to throw one out there from the WWE biography series that's just launching on A&E, the second series coming out or third series, whatever it is now, Jake, the snake Roberts. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So watch that documentary on A&E, at least for an hour or two. And you can, you'll see, I mean, yeah, he was definitely a big fan favorite and over with the fans and he's loved now, but, not only the demons in his personal life, but the way he was able to captivate as a heel, as a bad guy with the low, really soft talk and, and just not even cutting a promo, just like eating into your soul. I mean, that's that's good stuff. Um, yeah. You know, hey, I got to I got to put, uh, you know, Undertaker's heel run with a lot of evil character stuff up there, you know, Um I'm just throwing. Just oh, throwing. that's a
1: good one. Yeah, Undertaker's heel run. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's underrated.
0: I think so because he's been so over for so long and yes. loved even in his heel run. Yes, absolutely. What about what about Mac? Vince McMahon? Uh, uh, I see, uh, listen, I, you can't <laughs>
1: have a heel Mount Rushmore without Vince.
0: Yeah, I mean he's there. I mean he's he's the major heel in the Attitude Era versus. Yeah. Stone cold, I mean, you know? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Would you so, say Vince is the biggest heel of all time?
0: Oh, my. I mean, how can he not be? I mean, right. I, I don't know. What what can you put above the guy who owns the company, who runs the company, who's also in the ring, uh, winning Royal Rumbles, winning his own championships, uh, fighting, defending, and taking massive bumps that he doesn't need to take? I mean right. – You know, on that note, one second, special guest. Can you hear us? Yes. Ah, he's there. Okay. He's listening to us talking about heels and we're going to, we're going to ask his opinion as well, but I want to, I want to reintroduce this guy, you know, him uh, of another name, you know, him of a couple of other names, but because of rebranding, because of rewriting storylines, restructuring, you know, people got to get repackaged, fit ugly. (laughs) We, We know this over so many years. So this, this guy now is known by the name, of jt wrestling jt how the heck are you doing good that's good good, man how do you how'd you feel about that intro was that did that was it worth it
2: Liked it liked it it.
0: (laughs) okay i'm gonna make sure i'm gonna keep working on it because uh you know we're gonna put you over jt wrestling um it's all good so it's all good i love it so (laughs) jt wrestling all right biggest heels of all time what do you think
2: okay i came in listening i definitely agree with the undertaker's beginnings okay and he had a lot of heel runs in between, but he was so just good in the ring. He just got over. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if he's kidnapping people or whatever he wants to do. He's just over. Okay. Um, someone else, I would definitely throw Drake the Snake in. Okay. And I would definitely put um, any version of uh, Sid Vicious or Psycho Sid. Okay. Um, and just pretty much, there's a lot. Uh, you could put Bam Bam in there. Sure. Uh, of course, Big Boss Man.
0: Hey, yeah, the evil one with the Twin Towers, him and Hakim, yeah. And those are the ones that come
2: to mind...
0: Quickly, quickly. Okay, um, I just did a quick Google search, the Google machine, um, and 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 there's a couple of names that I'm sure if I rattle these off, these will probably uh, strike some strike some nerves with you guys. The Rock, um, the Rock on the Rock of Mount Rushmore. I mean, on his heel run. Think about that. Um, people hated him when he was a face to begin with. And when he became a heel, people hated him even more. But then, people hated him so much, he became a face. <laughs> See? But he's still got good heel because he can take you anywhere you want. Um, Kane, at one point in time. Fantastic heel. Absolutely. Uh, Bob- yeah. Bobby the Brain Hino, one of the greatest heel managers of all time. Same thing with Jim Cornette. Paul Heyman. Um, Jerry De King Lawler in his younger days. Uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper in his younger days. I mean... The, the list goes on and on. CM Punk, you know, people love to hate him for a lot of reasons. Um, Chris Jericho has done some great heel stuff. When Hulk, Jericho
1: is a great heel, yep.
0: Yeah, when Hulk Hogan turned heel, Hollywood Hulk Hogan, you see, the, the list could go on and on and on. Um, but I think... Oh, I don't agree with that one. They got Andre the Giant's name on there. He was only a heel for three years, and that was because of Bobby Heenan. So that was by association. So no, he was one of the greatest babyfaces of all time. But how do you like that? We got Mount Rushmore. We got some names. We got some. We got some ideas. Big ugly was that, or fit ugly was that? Uh, yeah, no, that was, you were that was great. Yeah, yeah. I love those tangents, man. And uh, JT Wrestling. You know, this is great. We whether uh, we were talking about it before you got on here. We're on the road to WrestleMania once again. And um, we got things happening, but let's just kind of where we left off on one twelve, which was the last episode. Let's see. Got to got to give a shout out to the genius Randy Savage's brother Lanny Poffo. Uh, passed away not too long ago. That yeah. was uh, kind of unexpected. Um, Sixty eight years old. So you know. As far as life expectancy, you never know. But he he is one of the very few people who have a legitimate win in the win column over Hulk Hogan. Now, granted, it was by count but it still counts.
1: Yeah, still a win. <laughs> a win is it's a win.
0: Still a win. Um, and recently, we uh, had Elimination Chamber, which was on the way to WrestleMania. A lot of good performances in the chamber. Um, you know, we had... Um, the Women's Chamber won by Asuka, who's now going to take on Bianca Belair for the Raw Women's Championship at WrestleMania. We had uh, Austin Theory, who survived defending the U.S. Championship in the chamber, even though everybody else... Go ahead. With some help. A lot of help, yeah. (laughs) A lot of everybody else kind of tore each other apart, took each other out. Um, Montez just, man that guy's going to be an individual superstar at some point. We're going to be talking about him. Absolutely. Like I feel like, we,
1: and I feel like we've mentioned that before. He's oh, yeah. obviously the standout of the street profits. Oh yeah. And, and, and I think, cause I, I feel like we was talking about the last uh, pay-per-view we were watching that they kind of was using different ring gear than the mm. usual stuff. And they're, they're definitely putting him apart. It, it's coming.
0: It's coming. I think this is going to be uh, the upcoming year here. Um, so uh elimination chamber pretty good uh roman reigns versus sammy Zayn was incredible uh what, what fantastic storytelling um and then of course roman wins but it's sammy's in his hometown home country i mean the, the stories don't get any better than that triple h is being very uh, smart about this he already had a drew mcintyre uh united kingdom thing last year now he's got a sammy Zayn canada thing going on i mean this is incredible uh and sammy's not even close to being done with any of this um but that was a great um you guys saw it uh, i'm sure or heard about it um what do you think of uh sammy and we'll, we'll jump into roman after this but what do you think of sammy and the bloodline and all that now let's start with uh jt wrestling uh i liked it i, I really
2: like where they're going with it i like the um I don't know if he's a heel or a face right now, <laughs> but um, Isn't I that like that. I, I like that he's playing the brothers against each other and against Roman.
0: Yeah, you don't know who anybody's side is on right now. Um, but uh, but I will tell you this, and, and fit ugly. I want to hear from you. But don't do you? And I think I might have shared this with you guys. You ever notice past? I don't know, at least year, maybe two. Who's holding the championship titles more than anybody? Paul Heyman. He's got both of them, one on each shoulder. Yeah, he's yeah. he's holding them in promos. He's carrying them for Roman. Uh, I mean, yeah, granted, he's, he's the wise man, but who's the real WWE Universal Undisputed Champion right now? Come on.
2: Yes, Paul Heyman uh,
0: driving uh, a boat.
2: That's a good question.
0: Yeah? You notice that? i mean
2: no. it'd be a great argument for an interesting twist for someone to pin in and women
0: <laughs> never know never know fit ugly what do you think sammy zane paul Heyman, bloodline what do you think
1: yeah so i mean i think that this has been you know i think it's already been said that this is probably one of the best you know storylines that has come through wwe history oh yeah um and, I mean, the way that they've been able to milk this for so long, you know, uh, it, it's been good. I, I do wonder where where it's going to hit with WrestleMania. So, it kind of keeps me in suspense. Like, I, I don't know where they're going to take the, the Sami Zayn thing next. You know what I'm saying?
0: Which leads us into Roman Reigns, who is scheduled to face Cody Rhodes, the winner of the Royal Rumble, uh, at WrestleMania for the Undisputed Universal wwe championship uh cody has had some good promos uh up against well he's had some good promos with sammy he's had some good pro- promos with paul he has not yet had a face-to-face with roman and i'm not quite sure when they're gonna tug at that one but is this a viable main event for wrestlemania does cody Rhodes have enough steam from coming in, coming in from aew last year At WrestleMania to a huge pop, having three fantastic matches with Seth Rollins, getting hurt for nine months, coming back, winning the Royal Rumble and kind of having matches on Raw, kind of earning, trying to earn his spot back. Is this and I'll start with Fit Ugly. Is this a viable main event? Is this a viable challenger? And can it happen? Will we be talking about this on the next podcast? During night two of WrestleMania, when we do this, uh, and we'll be saying, hey man, look at the new champ. Well, what, what 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 do you think?
1: You're saying will Cody Rhodes be the new champ?
0: Could he? Is it gonna work? Could he be the new champ? Does this work for you? Listen, it it
1: it, it could work. My biggest fear is that Cody has not really put in a lot of time because of his injury. Okay so it's like you are you're crowning this new champ that it's like i don't think that the audiences and our reaction to cody the the like uh the excitement of this newcomer has worn off yet to actually determine do we actually like the cody Rhodes of wwe okay because he kind of came in it was a little little bit he gets injured he's out boom he comes back right and now it's like he's immediately thrust into the championship right? And it's like could he could he be the one? Could he be the baby face to carry the title? I think in the bit, I think in WWE currently, he's the only option. <laughs> um, however, I could definitely see them keeping it on Roman. I don't think that's a good idea. So, to answer your question, I definitely think that we could see Cody Rhodes as the new champion going forward.
2: Mm. And
1: and that kind of leads into, and it would make sense because we already see that the bloodline is starting to implode. Mm -hmm. So, it would make sense that the implosion of the bloodline corresponds with Roman finally losing the championship and boom, that's it.
0: Okay, fair enough. JT Wrestling.
2: Yes, I I believe Cody Rhodes um couldn't win at WrestleMania, but I could also see them dragging more out and making them lose. And giving him more um, reason to win.
0: Okay. I I agree with both points. Uh I don't know if Cody's had enough on screen in ring time to justify this. I, I get I get putting him in the main event spot at WrestleMania because I don't think that there's any established character right now that could carry that main event load for WrestleMania. Cody can do it um, in and outside the ring. Uh, could they drag it on longer? Yeah, I think so. Can 900 days become, you know, over a thousand days? Sure. I mean, as far as the title reign, but the implosion of the bloodline could be a whole nother year of storylines just in that alone, regardless of Roman with the championship. Um, I, hmm. it just came into my mind that I know we're not going to get rock and Roman at this WrestleMania. It would have been ideal for a lot of reasons. I know that's not going to happen, but could the rock show up on one day and, Could they play the music? Could he stand out on the ramp? Could it distract Roman enough to where Cody gets a clean win and then set that up for however much, you know, I'm just saying not even in ring. It could be Internet. It could be social media based. It could be whatever, Uh, you know, could that happen? Um, Something like that to where Roman doesn't lose on his own or Roman has somebody to blame. Uh you know
1: other I than can the see that. I mean,
0: line. you know i
1: could see there being a little bit of a little bit of gaga going gaga. on there's but- a lot of
0: gaga happening now you see these main events refs taking bumps uh yeah. you know different uh, referees false finishes we got gaga going i'm sorry i didn't mean to interrupt
1: no 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 yeah i was just going to say that if there is if there is some schmas to it i think it's going to be on the Zane end. I yeah. just I honestly don't think at this juncture they're going to bring rock back at all because I, I think when you th- just think of long term booking, it's just nowhere to go with the rock anymore. Yeah, so I know. I, I, and, and and seeing as though you have Sami Zayn right there, I could see them maybe moving Roman because the problem is this, right? You kind of you kind of everybody wants a Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns feud. Yeah. But WWE doesn't – I don't think they look at, at Sami Zayn as, like, a real, like, championship-caliber superstar.
0: No, not consistently. Not, no, One-off, maybe, but – Yeah,
1: he's kind of like the Daniel Bryan of this time. Right? Uh yeah. And so I think that it's like, okay, so let's say you get the belt off of Roman, you move on with Cody, you put Cody into a feud with somebody else, Brock Lesnar, whoever, and then it's like now Roman can go into a feud with Sami because Sami, Sami – blew up the bloodline and cost him his championship. Now we have a real feud. Mm. What do you
2: think?
0: Yeah. I mean, it's Sammy's definitely in put himself into this story and he's not taking himself out. No matter what Sammy's role ends up being at WrestleMania, um, he has not taken himself out. So I, I think, you know, he and the bloodline could be uh, instrumental in whatever outcome we have at Wrestlemania I know it's going to be entertaining I know we're all looking forward to it we're all wondering what's going to happen and it's kind of like we're very excited to see where it goes we all know it's not going to be a Matt classic um you know they could have some elements in there of that but it's that's not what it's about I want to see where the story goes um I think we all do so that is going to be fun And, and speaking of Wrestlemania I want to just Go on a little tangent here. I mean, yes, we got uh we got Rhea Ripley who won uh, Rhea Ripley won the Women's Royal Rumble. I'm sorry, not Asuka. Asuka won the elimination chamber. So Rhea Ripley won the women's Royal Rumble. She's going against Charlotte Flair. Uh miss Miss part-time uh right now, but we'll we'll get into that later. But now we got one more match booked. We got several others on the horizon, but as of Monday night, we got one more match booked. Brock Lesnar versus Omos. At WrestleMania, I'm going to just stop right there, and I'm going to let JT Wrestling. Did you hear about this?
2: I heard about it. I, what, what do you I mean, think? I, I saw the initial challenge. Mm-hmm. I didn't see them agree to it, but, I mean, you know, they always need two big guys to fight it out, so they found him.
0: That's exactly right. Two Two big guys, and they are going to fight it out? <clears throat> um, bit ugly. What do you think about this? Um,
1: listen, exactly what JT Wrestling said. <laughs> I think it's just, yeah, it's just putting too big. I, almost, what am I trying to say here? This is not a guy that I feel like really should be in the ring or having a feud with a Brock Lesnar,
3: mm. however.
1: <laughs> He's a he's a big guy. And it's like, you know, like JT Wrestling just said, we we need a big guy to take on Brock. That's all it is.
0: Right. And we're not going to get Brock Bobby again, obviously, right?
1: because it looks like I guess Bobby is going into a feud with the scenes like Bray.
0: Looks like that.
1: Um, So
0: which is another uh, coincidence of, hey, we got nothing for you guys right now. Why don't we put you together?
1: That's it, and that's exactly what it is. Uh, Kind of
0: feels like that way with Brock and Omos too. But go ahead.
1: Yeah, no, it's absolutely true. It feels that way. I, I I mean, listen, when I'm looking at wrestling right now, WWE, I don't feel like there's a lot going on outside of the bloodline story. Yeah, like it just feels like it feels like they don't really know what to do with guys right now. There's no real good stories, which is crazy because the road to WrestleMania is usually the time where the storylines get the best. You know what I'm saying? And right. it becomes the most intense. But right now, I don't know, they're, just, they're kind of floundering outside of the the bloodline.
0: Yeah, I mean, they, they got some things on the horizon. Uh it looks like they're going to I don't know where they're trying to go with uh the yeah, I, I, we'll we'll get to that in a minute. So Jeprock Lesnar is a 20-year veteran He's a multiple-time world champion. He's faced everybody at WrestleMania between Triple H and CM Punk, and was it Punk at WrestleMania? No, not I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, Undertaker, uh, uh, just so many uh, th- things that he's done. Uh, Brock Lesnar, Goldberg, couple times. Like these names don't match up with Omos. Omos is still to me a rookie. Absolutely. And he was in, he was out and he's back in again. And I don't know who put this together or who has the confidence or the faith in this, but I know they're trying to build him as a Nigerian giant. He's seven feet tall and all this kind of stuff. Brock Lesnar will kill you. <laughs> I don't care who you are. Yeah. Um I don't think that should be any kind of a fight or a contest. That might be a, a typical Brock Lesnar squash.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, we, uh, it's, it's, this is not the first time we're saying it. I mean, we remember when they put Brock in with Braun. Braun yeah. was supposed to be that big guy. And what happened? Right. Brock, Brock destroyed him. Yeah. So, you know, it's like it is almost taller than Brock. Sure. He's bigger than, a little bit bigger than Braun. But nothing is going to make us doubt that this is Brock Lesnar's match.
0: Yeah. I mean, this, this is not a big pitch for pitch for omas to to push. It's not that's not what it is. Um, so I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll I'm sure we'll be talking about it. I mean, this might even lead off night one of WrestleMania, so Brock can get in and get out and go home. Um, you never know. But. Uh, WrestleMania doesn't have anything specifically else booked yet, but we could be seeing something with Becky Lynch and Lita, who won the tag team titles. Here's another instance. I love Lita, I have nothing wrong with her, love Becky Lynch, but why do you need it? You got so many women on the top roster and so many women on the NXT roster, and you bringing in Lita and Trish Stratus, who've already had their WrestleMania moments. Like... I, I
1: don't know, man. I, listen, it, I it goes know, along with what we're talking about about not having. There's no depth, man. Yeah, there's no depth, and, and and this is this is shocking to me because what it shows is that when I think when Vince McMahon left, we all thought that like we're going to go in a completely different direction. Yeah, a call like this feels very much like a Vince McMahon decision, which just tells me that there is a there's like a pandemic. <laughs> And <laughs> WWE, in which they cannot let go of the past. Yeah. They can't, like, they can't wrap their minds around building new stars. It seems to be a constant push to thrive off of nostalgia
2: mm-hmm.
0: or
1: to use the older wrestlers to try and gain back people that have tuned out. Right. And it's just like, yo, at, th- at this point, man, I-, I just don't feel like we need to do that. Like, just serve serve your niche market and build up your current WWE superstars that you have now.
0: That would be nice. That would be nice, right?
1: Like, you that can would... make... Cody Rhodes is a perfect WWE superstar. Yeah. Like, when you think about his gimmick, the way he... Ha- and I think even Dave Meltzer said this. The way he handles himself with the media, the way he dresses, looks, boom. He is he is the typical star that you want. He's kind of like Rain. Roman Reigns has it has it, too. Just build these other guys up, you know what I'm saying? And women.
0: That would be nice. That would be nice. You talk about nostalgia. Um, John Cena is coming back on SmackDown uh, this upcoming week, you know, for people who, you know, listening to that. Um, and it looks like Austin theory is pr- pr- pimping his United States open challenge. And it looks like it's gun leading towards John Cena versus Austin theory. Hopefully that's a way to push Austin theory and not just give a nostalgic bump to John Cena. Cause he doesn't need it. Um, but it's just a way to get John Cena on your card and that's fine but I don't think we need that um it looks like Seth Rollins and Logan Paul are on a collision course uh from the, well they were at the Royal Rumble when they jumped and hit each other in the ring that was pretty cool but um looks like they're did, on did a collision Simon, course. did you
1: hear about uh did you see how Johnny uh more did you see how John Morrison was like kind of throwing shade at at Logan uh Logan Paul was he 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 was hating on him. Uh, He was interviewed about, you know, how he feels like Logan Paul's been doing. And, you know, the interviewer was like, man, he's been doing such a great job. And so John Morrison is like, I mean, he's okay. You know, he's like, he's like, I mean, this is what happens when you go through months and months of scripting out a match, you know? And it was just like, it, (laughs) it, it felt so unnecessary because it's like, obviously Logan Paul is not a real wrestler, but you have to give some kudos to the idea that a there have been a lot of, like, celebrity, re- you know, celebrities that have come into, like, wrestle matches. And I think by far, Logan Paul has probably outperformed all of them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like, you got to give some credit to it. him. So it, I was just throwing that out there. But continue. sorry.
0: Uh, no, that's fine. That's fine. I'm just uh, – we're just kind of, you know, it's – uh that, that's where we're headed with that, I think. I mean, th- obviously, they're going to put together some more stuff, but it kind of feels like anything that's put together now is going to be, uh, I don't know if it's going to be Jimmy versus Jay. I don't know if it's going to be Kevin and Sammy versus Jimmy and Jay for the titles. I mean, you know, we just don't know. But the most intriguing things about WrestleMania coming up happen to be the bloodline. And the Hall of Fame has not begun to be announced yet. I think that's going to start on Friday with SmackDown live in D.C. because I think we're going to get what we should have got a couple years ago and headlining this year, my opinion, is going to be Batista. Uh, Mm. He's a big Hollywood guy now, obviously. That's what he does, and he's going to be the headliner. Uh, Would it be a great time to put The Rock into the Hall of Fame? Sure, but don't need to yet. Keep The Rock, keep um, Cena, keep him in the back pocket. I don't know. What do you think about that, uh, uh, JT Wrestling? Batista headlining the Hall of Fame is it time? Do we do we need somebody else up there?
2: No, well, I think it's time for Batista because he did what he needed to do. Um, he's he's all right in the movie season, but um, I think he should go in.
0: Fair enough. And uh, we got uh, we're getting counted down here on segment one. But don't don't anybody go away because segment two is going to come up and, uh, you know, fit ugly. What we'll do is we'll take a little break ourselves and then we'll come back and then we'll have a couple other special guests, uh, you know, right around 7 p.m. or so if that's okay with you. Absolutely. And uh, same thing with uh, uh, JT Wrestling. But as we count down here, uh, fit ugly. What else uh, as far as. WrestleMania buzz or Hall of Fame buzz or anything of that nature. Uh, do you want to see? Do you feel like it's coming? What What's in your view there?
1: Um, I hadn't really thought of anything. I will say I'll comment on the. I think I think you're absolutely right about the Batista headline. I think I think Batista makes the most sense to headline, and um, I feel like. It, I feel like ne- it. It honestly would have felt like this would have been the year to put the rock in with the the LA thing, but right. um, Batista does make sense, especially since he was already announced like two years ago. Right. Um, but yeah, as far as WrestleMania, yeah, man. I just, uh, I don't know, man. I- I'm waiting for things to kind of pick up here. To like, I don't, I don't know. This this is a weird one,
0: (laughs) and they got two nights to fill. Yeah, so and and I
1: have to say, I'm I'm gonna just say this too: Bray Wyatt. Mm. It's been disappointing, man. Yeah, and I'm sad to say that because I think we all know, and I think we might talk about the last pay per view. You know, the 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 fiend was like one of the hottest things, period. Before you know, he got released, and I feel like it's just been all over the place with him.
0: Yeah, I don't know if they got a long-term plan with him or just kind of week to week, and then they have things in the chamber that they can use if they need to use them. Um, you know, that's kind of what it is. Oh, by the way, WrestleMania. Uh, Bray Wyatt, yeah, a little um, disappointing. We'll see what happens with that. And Bobby Lashley, I'm not really looking forward to that. But uh looks like we're lo- heading towards Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio as well uh, at WrestleMania. That was another one that was on okay, the... And
1: you know what? That's that's I feel like that's that's overdue. That's come that's, that's, that's yeah. time, you know. I think that's good. I will say the Judgment Day, Dominic Mysterio, they've come way further than I ever thought that they would.
0: (laughs) Without edge, too. How about that? Without
1: edge. And it's actually been entertaining. Like, I've enjoyed the group.
0: I hear that. All right, looks like we got about a minute remaining in this segment, but hey, uh don't go anywhere. Uh we will be back with the Dirty Ugly Wrestling podcast shortly. We're going to have uh Vinny Versace uh at some point and he's going to talk about EWA Pro Wrestling. I think we're going to talk about the XFL too. He's a big fan. Uh I'm I'm a fan yeah yeah we'll talk about that uh you know aew impact all kinds of other things so uh we're going to take a little break here and we'll be back uh shortly before 7 p.m but uh thank you soundcloud itunes stitcher TuneIn, radio everybody sharing this listening and we are going to come back with segment two of episode 113 of the dirty ugly wrestling podcast Ooh, maybe it's just some And we're back on the dirty. Yes. Yep. Yep. Oh, I forgot. On the dirty, ugly wrestling podcast. My name is Dirty Mike once again. Big Ugly. Once again, fit. You're fit, ugly. Fit, ugly. And, uh, Whatever. You're big. You're fit. You're you're big fit. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. Big fit. Yeah, I like it. Big fit. All right. That's a good name. Uh, you know, we we've had some special guests on this podcast so far. We've we've had JT wrestling. We're gonna have Vinny Versace later. EWA Pro Wrestling. Uh, but uh right now, uh we got somebody uh, joining us back on the Zoom podcast. It's been a while. It ha- uh, it
1: has been a while. Like every live podcast he's been around but yes. it's been a while since we've had him on the podcast.
0: I know, he's a busy man. Yeah. I think we need to get his take on uh, all this WrestleMania Bloodline stuff and maybe he'll and maybe he'll let us know about some AEW, New Japan, some other stuff that's going on.
1: Agreed. Let's get him right.
0: in. Let's let him, let him in. Let's let him in. Cuz we got the waiting room and uh coming in coming into the Zoom version of the dirty ugly wrestling podcast. podcast
1: we flew him in all the way from white marsh
0: we <laughs> did we <laughs> flew him in uh you know he <laughs> got the amenities man we flew him in we, we put him up in the hotel even though this is zoom and he could do it from anywhere we we made sure to get this man back on uh the uh thing and then right now we want to welcome back c m funk welcome back <laughs> Can we hear him? Can we hear this man? He we must be this?
1: muted. He has to be. He muted. might be. He's not muted. We just can't hear him.
0: All right. Well, that's okay. Because uh, we're gonna we're gonna yeah. <laughs> we're gonna work Sorry, this out. We can see These technical
1: him. difficulties. <laughs> that's okay.
0: That's okay. Because we're gonna work something out. Volume on this. Volume on that. Uh, you can hear me. I can hear you. We can see the man. All right. But we we're, we're gonna. You know, we could. I
1: guess while we're waiting for where we're waiting for CM Punk to get some uh, some audio going, let us talk about. Now, I think where you left off, we were talking about the WrestleMania season coming up.
0: We were. We were talking about WrestleMania. We were talking about uh, the lack of depth. Uh, <laughs> yeah. so,
1: the lack of WrestleMania lack
0: substance. of yeah. depth. Uh, yeah, we we got bloodline. Yeah. We got a few more things and then we've got other stuff. So
1: uh, let's let me ask you this. What does this mean? You know, we talked a little bit about Triple H. You kind of gave your opinions, you know, first year. Does this mean that perhaps Triple H is not the guy for the future that we thought he was? Or is this just kind of like, hey, it's just the circumstances we got to give him a chance?
0: I, I, I think, I think Triple H is the guy. I mean, he's been in a, a supervisory role in WWE for quite a long time. So it's not like he doesn't know it's like from throwing somebody else in there. He, you know, they might, uh, they might know, they might not know, but I think triple H, I think, again, we were talking about this transitional period. We went from 100% Vince to zero Vince to now Vince might be in the shadow somewhere. We don't know. Um, but I think, this WrestleMania is going to be pretty telling. And I think this next full year, WrestleMania 39 to WrestleMania 40 is going to be very telling. And uh, if we can hear him, if we can see him, uh, I, I don't know what CM funk thinks about triple H. Uh, what, what does CM funk think about triple H?
4: I don't know. It depends right. on if you can hear me. Yeah. <laughs> we got. <All> some.
0: Right. <laughs> Sorry. I was all waving right. my arm in and front business of my ear is
4: about to pick up.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Right. That's it. Yeah. I was uh, waving oh, my arm oh. in front of my ear like you can't hear me. Yeah. I mean, right. that's the next gimmick right there. CM <laughs> yeah. yeah, Funk, just talk. No, you're fine.
4: Yeah. I apologize for the technical difficulties. But I uh, thank you guys for uh, for uh, letting me uh, jump in with you all again. And of um, course, you know, oh uh, man, uh, glad to uh, have you. Yeah, I mean I really enjoyed the first segment that we recorded
0: yesterday. It was August. fantastic. I mean, it, it, it
4: sounded fantastic. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's what we were talking about. Yeah. WrestleMania, Bloodline, lack of depth, Triple H. And we 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 definitely wanted to get you uh we wanted <laughs> to hear you talk about how you felt about this stuff about WrestleMania season. Uh yeah. go ahead. Go ahead. Just just go ahead.
4: De- dude, I'm 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 Lacklusterly excited about uh, WrestleMania <laughs> season, uh, sadly, right? I mean, it um, Royal Rumble was such a high, and 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 Sammy getting cheered at Montreal was such a high, and. Yeah, well, now I guess we have to have the lows after a couple of highs or something, but um <laughs>
0: WrestleMania I, is the come down paper. I, <laughs> I, I think so. <laughs> man, I think that, it could be. That's premium, man. That's live that's event. Crazy. Oh, my God. All <laughs> right. So let's let's start here. Um, You know, the, the Big Ugly just asked about Triple H. I mean, is he the guy? Is he going to be the guy? Is it transitional? What do you think?
4: Dude, I'm I'm starting to be scared that um that the former chairman or current chairman or whatever he is these days is um is uh, his two cents are starting to be uh, played again uh, on uh, television and in some of the booking because um I mean the obvious is the uh, Brock and Omos uh, match
0: which mm-hmm. uh, main event anywhere in the country
4: yeah maybe in Saudi Arabia but um, <laughs> that's, right. that's, right. that's <laughs> about wow. it yeah Back I don't know maybe. Man.
0: In that country,
4: I'm I'm hoping Triple H is the long term answer and he really does have control and you know just trying to get everybody on the on the roster on the card, I guess at this point, maybe. Hopefully that's what it is. But oh scary,
0: scary. Is that the stuff. way to do it though? I mean, come on. I mean, I don't know. It's just I mean I, I mean Triple H, I don't think Brock Lesnar, Omos or Bobby Lashley, Bray Wyatt, whatever. And I don't think this I don't think that has anything to do with Triple H. I think that has to do with we don't have anything for any of these people because we didn't plan that far ahead. And this is just what we're going to do to get you on the WrestleMania. I mean, I don't know. They could put everybody in a tag team battle royal or an Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal or Raw versus SmackDown versus, I mean, they got a hundred different things, but skeptical is the way CM Funk says this.
1: So you think that this is a lack of planning. CM Funk, you saying that this might have some fingerprints of Vince on it, that Vince might be involved in bit.
4: Yeah. I mean, it, it, it just, you know, I mean, when you look at some of these matchups, they just feel like Vince McMahon era, um, matchups and stuff you know no i mean they're getting a little bit of a build and they're getting some play which is different than the vince of the last five to six years but at the same time it's like who wants to see any of these matchups like you know i mean there's only so far like the title matches i'm all in for i'm Mm. excited but but all the the card fillers like leave them off let's go with one night only and have five matches that people care about you know
0: i can dig that (sighs) oh man See I, we'll see. I hope when we get to the live WrestleMania podcast we we have something better to to discuss with WrestleMania because this is it's it's strange. But uh, you know, let, let's let's talk about the good thing about WrestleMania. Let's talk about the bloodline. Let's talk about Roman Reigns versus uh Cody Rhodes who after all of the uh year or two of bloodline storyline, you know, insert Cody Rhodes who won the Royal Rumble and uh had three matches before he got injured for nine months and then came back. Um, What do you think about all that and where the bloodline is and where the bloodline could go? CM funk.
4: Dude, I, I I don't know. I kind of think maybe they, they hit their, their plateau now. Um, You know, I mean, the, the bloodline thing, I feel like it, it got where it got. Yes. Because of Roman and, and Jay and Paul Heyman and all them originally, but it kept its momentum because of Sami Zayn. I think we all probably agree on that. Mm. Um, you know, I think at this point, like they're gonna have to get something, you know. Um, hopefully Cody being on SmackDown to finally face off with uh Roman, well possibly face off with Roman will help push, you know, the that um that storyline a little bit further, mm. get people excited for it. Um, you know, maybe keep the bloodline relevant. Um they're gonna have to I think they're going to have to get the Usos, um, they're going to have to get that reconciled by WrestleMania, and that can't linger past that, because if, if it does, then you're just losing all momentum you have.
0: I um, I don't the know, greatest tag team in WWE history, apparently.
4: Yeah. Well, you know, hey, the longest reigning, right? So, mm. I mean, it, I don't know, it's, it'll be interesting. You know, I mean, I've always been one to kind of let things play out, you know, let the stories play out, but oh goodness you you just feel like you know you saw the you saw the heights reached and now it's like all right well where do you go from here to keep that kind mm-hmm. of momentum
1: i agree and i i think that i think that and you know i talked about this think, in the first segment I, I think that the the bloodline has to end i think by wrestlemania or at wrestlemania it has to be it has to be i think we should be wrapping it up because it's obvious from this leading up to this WrestleMania that there's not a lot of attention being put into other storylines besides the bloodline. And so it's like, I think WWE at this point is in need of, uh, you know, some reworking. Um, And I think they need to take the attention away from the bloodline, start to move to some other storylines and build out some other people. And, you know, Reigns has been champion for what? How many years now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I was right. gonna say nine hundred, but it feels yeah. like nine hundred years. It's like I didn't
4: lose count. Like, right? I mean, it's been three years since he's had yeah. both title, or well, mm. since he had the one title, I guess.
0: Mm. But
4: yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So you know,
1: I, I I'm all for moving away. I'd love the story, but I, I think it's
4: it's time.
0: Yeah, feels
4: like it feels like it's kind of run its course at this point. You yes. Know? So Yes. Yeah.
0: Do we yeah, get I, Jimmy versus Jay? Do we get Jimmy and Jay versus Kevin and Sammy? How does that fit in,
4: man? I mean, unless you're planning on pushing Jimmy or Jay to the moon after if you split them up like a you know like a Sean and you know the Rockers deal and all awesome from years back, but mm. and I don't see that happening. And I love both Jimmy <laughs> and Jay. I think the two of them are doing their best work they've ever done. Amen. You know? um, but like, I don't see. I mean, I guess I could see one of them holding like an IC or US title, obviously, but Mm. is that really pushing somebody to the moon? You know, I mean, is that worth breaking the Usos up, you know, at this point? So, um, you know, I don't know. I think it, I think it Mania. I mean, I think you're building the Usos against Sammy and KO, (laughs) but, um, but yeah,
0: I don't know. Let's see. Do we get John? Go ahead.
1: No, I was just going to say, I would not split the Usos. I think, uh, I think you keep them together. I think, if anything, they decide to they finally realize how terrible Roman is and they huh.
0: Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's got more story, you know, going down the road than splitting them up, you know, does. Yeah, you
0: know? Let's you see. Know. Do we get John Cena and Austin Theory for the US title? Do we get Gunther and Drew McIntyre for the Intercontinental title? Uh, do we get Rollins versus Logan Paul? Do we get Ray versus Dominic? Um and you know, is that enough to fill the undercard, or is there more that I'm missing?
4: I think you definitely get those matches you just mentioned. One one little caveat I would, or one little change I would maybe throw in there would be uh, for the IC title. I would say Gunther, Drew, and maybe throw Sheamus in to get oh Sheamus. triple
0: threat. Yeah, make
4: a triple threat because we don't have one of those yet on the card. So oh, we'll we'll get there. Right. I don't know, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, but, but, um yeah, I mean, I think I mean, I think that's pretty much everything. And then title matches, you know, and it's, uh, you know, do they really have enough to fill two two nights? You know, I mean, it, it's going to be interesting to see what
0: they do and how they do this.
1: But, yeah. You know, oh, this this feels like they should have returned to one night based off of like what we've got going on.
0: They just want more yeah. revenue for two different nights of concessions and, and, and merchandise and two more, ni- you know, two more nights of people spending money in L.A. You know, That's what I'm they, thinking
1: uh, WrestleMania does you can take WrestleMania back to just being like, what, a four hour, maybe five hour pay per view. You do not need like. These long WrestleManias is like the one that we went to that was like, what well, were we'll we there for like eight hours? Like, we're still there. We I mean, there. we don't
0: need that. No, <laughs> we were literally there for, I mean, we got there at one o'clock in the afternoon and yeah. we left at uh, one o'clock. At, yeah, we, yeah. yeah. We were
1: there for like 12
2: hours. Right? Yeah. Literally. Yeah.
0: yeah. And that's not counting the cab ride back or anything like that. That's yeah. just trying to get into building and oh my God. Yeah. So, I mean, they could take, I mean, it makes more sense. I mean, you have one Super Bowl that lasts one day. World Series could last up to seven games. I get that, you know, that that, that kind of sport. But, you know, you take it back to a one day, you make it more important. You split it up. You Then you start sh- shifting importance like, oh, I'm on day one as opposed to day two. Oh, I'm main eventing day one as opposed to day two. You get into all this politics that's just absolutely unnecessary. Right.
4: So. Yeah, I mean, it made sense the last couple of years because they had enough. Sa- weirdly, they had enough storylines going, you know, that they could fill in two cards. But now you're looking at like what, eight matches max. I mean, you know, without throwing in whatever they throw in last minute and stuff, you know, because I'm sure I'm sure you'll get some other celebrity thing. You'll get um uh I would imagine Edge and Finn Balor will be a matchup. Oh, um, sure. You know, and then whatever else they, you know, like you said tag team turmoils or the battle royals or whatever they'll throw in, but yeah but they're just filler at this point you know and um i don't know it's it'll be interesting it'll be an interesting mania I, I, you know we're I'll gonna say, watch same, it. yeah of course right you <laughs> can't, can't can't not watch it even though we're c- going to complain about it
0: right. It's <laughs> 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 what we do we're not right we're not wrong just yeah, yeah. yeah. We, it's what we do um all right so i wanted to uh throw in uh we were we threw in Vince's name. We were talking about in segment one again, which everybody did uh, listen to and enjoy. It's fantastic. Uh, we were talking about the Mount Rushmore of heels. Uh, Fit Ugly was talking about that. And we went through a bunch of different names. And Vince McMahon happened to be the one that happened to be in the greatest time period, the, one of the greatest heels of all time. Um, what would you think, uh, CM Funk, if we asked you the some of the greatest heels of all time?
4: Yeah, I mean, Vince to me feels like number one, you know, um, and, and it can be even outside of his four years of wrestling or three years of wrestling in ring stuff, you know, True. I mean, he's just been a heel all the time. Um, you know, I feel like flair at his peak is probably, you know, one of the the best heels, maybe not in the conventional, you know, cartoonish heel way, but he was always the, the foil for whoever the face was, you know, right. back in his WA days. Um, yeah. Wow. Uh, that's a that's kind of a tough, that's a tougher question I thought it was gonna be. Ah, see, that's fit ugly. It. You're making people think now. Nah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I
1: because and see Folka, you know, the idea was like we always every year we always ask each other like, oh, who's on a Mount Rushmore? You know, and, but right, this, right. I was like, let's think about heels
4: specifically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean that's that. Yeah, there were so many people that were good heels for a short period of time, you know, and it's like yes. You know, so it's like, you know, I guess I'm sitting here trying to think of, all right, when I think heel, who do I think of immediately? And like Vince and Flair immediately pop into mind. Yeah. Like, I, I don't even. I don't Triple, even H, Triple
1: H was mine. I, I said he pops into mind for me.
4: Yeah, That was I was kind of going there, leaning to him next, you know, Um, you know, and then. Then after that, I feel like I I, I feel like I want to throw in somebody that had a had short run as a heel, but got their popularity because of that, and that would be Rowdy Roddy Piper.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, yep, yeah. you know,
4: like if it wasn't for him being the foil to Hulk Hogan, you know, in the mid rock and wrestling era and stuff and all, do we have Hulk Hogan? You know, right. do we have wrestling as we know it today? Yeah, so, right. um, you know, so like for me, like that's kind of where I would lean with stuff. Um, but I mean, there've been so many people that have played a heel amazingly, you know, I mean, you could even throw yeah. in a, a Bobby Heenan or a yep. Paul Heyman, you know, yep. uh, outside yep. of the wrestlers themselves.
1: Yeah. We also thought about uh, Randy Orton. And he
4: King. had some pretty evil
0: Ooh. moments. Dude, um, the,
4: le- the legend killer, man. The legend yeah. killer. Yeah. was was top-notch
0: so even your undertaker had some pretty evil moments they were more character evil moments but they they were pretty evil you know when you crucify stephanie mcmahon on live television i mean that's pretty bad yeah, but it um, was
4: me austin it was me <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: that was vince again yeah the the yeah the dream. it was me um, yeah
4: that's the thing there's so many like everybody out there other than maybe ricky the dragon steamboat has been a heel at some point or another in their career i mean you could yeah. go college- you throw Hollywood Hogan in there, you know yep, I mean? Without, without that, you know, gosh, the NWO doesn't, you know, change the uh world, the landscape of professional wrestling in the nineties. So
2: yep.
4: Um that's, that's a great, great question because it, 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 there are so many great heels out there, but it's like, which ones pop into mind to me when I'm thinking about that question. So, okay.
0: And you know, what's interesting that we never mentioned like on on segment one, which was just a few minutes ago and segment two, which is right now. You know what never came up? MJF, because we actually we actually spoke about it and we'll be speaking about it again in segment three. Something tells me. Um, (laughs) But something about. And we were going to talk about it. Just a nice little transition to AEW. Cause I, I don't think we've talked much about AEW. I don't think we're going to talk too much about AEW. Cause we're going to have other things coming up because that's what happens. But it, CM funk is MJF. I mean, he's so young and he's championed too quickly. Is he one of the greatest heels or is he just one of the greatest shit talkers?
4: He, he has an opportunity to become a, one of the greatest heels. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if, if his trajectory stays where it, basically has been because i'm i to me his championship run has been um i'm going to use lackluster lackluster again yeah um but uh you know i think the mjf character is the perfect heel you know so it's just a matter of can he sustain that does he become an anti-hero like a you know like a stone cold you know does the character change ever so slightly that you don't think about him as the heel, you know. He's gonna have to, he's gonna have to get some more years under his belt before I put him on a, on a Mount Rushmore. Before I start carving his face in and stuff. So
0: fair enough, fair enough. What do you think about fair AEW fair as a whole? What's going on right now? I know they got a pay per view coming up. I know uh, they've had some decent television, um, but you know, you got an Iron Man match, MJF and Brian Danielson. You got a no- couple of other heated feuds included. Uh, I think what is it, John Moxley and um, and uh, Hangman, Hangman Page. Page. Right, yeah. You got Jungle Boy and Christian Cage. You got all kinds of stuff. I mean, what do you think about AEW? Give us the lowdown,
4: dude. I'm you. You know me. I am an AEW mark since the mm-hmm. get go. I I um I love that type of sports entertainment, if you will, um because it reminds me of WCW and NWA and Mid Atlantic and stuff like that, which is you know what I've always been a biggest fan of. Mm. Um, but I will say this at the moment, I think they've lost a little bit of the magic that they had coming, you know, off of their, their, um, kind of Kickstarter stuff. So, um, you know, I don't know how they get back to it. Um, you know, but I think that, I think they started relying too heavily on the WWE guys, mm-hmm. I think they also mm-hmm. just brought in too many people like to, you, there's just not enough places, even with the, 57,000 hours of programming they do, they still can't get everybody on, you know, and I think they just, they saturated their market, which is the same thing that WCW did at the end of their run, you know, and... And, and would you say I would honestly say the same thing TNA did. Yeah, well, Uh, yeah. Towards the end there, yeah. Yeah, to an extent, when they started bringing Hogan in and Bischoff and Foley and Flair and all that stuff, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, it's great, yeah. Do you want to get these people you know, that are stars on TV somehow, especially when WWE is letting go of everybody or was, of course, but to what to what detriment, you know, are you causing? And I think that's what's happened with, with AEW. It's a trap
1: that unfortunately everybody just keeps repeating since WCW. You know, it's right. like you start off at this company, you're supposed to be a company that's going to build up like the indie guys and the guys that don't know. And then you start getting a fan base, and then suddenly the WWE guys want to jump ship because they feel like they'll get more creative freedom and expression. And of course, you're like, "Oh yeah, I want these guys to come because they're going to bring in more money." And then you just start letting them in in droves, and you know, just the product just starts to go down and just becomes saturated. And it's like nobody can avoid this same issue, even after two companies
4: have gone through it. Well, <laughs> think, you
0: ahead, you know, go ahead.
4: I, I, I was just saying, you know, the the odd thing too right now is that. In AEW, the people that are over, you know, outside of let's take Jericho, Moxley, and Brian Danielson out of the equation, because the three of them are going to be over wherever they go, and they're right. they're not going to be a detriment to anybody. It's that next level of superstar, the Keith Lees, the Claudio Castagnolis, you know, so on and so forth. Like, those guys, nobody cares about in AEW right now. But the people pe- care, people care about in AEW are the Ricky Starks, the MJFs. The Jungle Boys, you know, th- these stalwarts of AEW, the independent guys, like you were talking about and mentioning and stuff like, like the fans are telling you who they want to see on TV. Mm-hmm. And but because he signed all these probably big contracts to these big names, he's yes. stuck trying to get them on TV. Yeah, first. Or yep. 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 Gotcha.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think it, you know, we talk about oversaturation. We talk about contracts you know, a lot of different things. But what we also talk about is the fact that the AEW, their fan base, I don't really think it's expanded in a while. It kind of, you got your, like you said, you got your niche market of the people that are going to be over wherever you're going to go, John Moxley, Chris Jericho, whatever. But then you got the same kind of size of fan base for the people like, Ricky Starks and the Acclaimed and and Jungle Boy, it's not getting bigger. You know, you can't fill a SoFi Stadium. You know, I think that would be I don't know if they're just trying to make the fan base that they have happy and just, you know, toe the line. But I don't know what they expect to do growing, getting any bigger. You know what I mean? Um, It's it's or if they're just happy doing what they're doing and it's like that internal group of people. It's like, hey, we wanted to make our own wrestling product. We did it. Here's what we got you know, what, what will be, will be. And it's, it's, it's okay, but it's not going gangbusters. You know what I mean? I right.
4: Know. Right. It, no, I agree. They're, they're not growing their product by any means. You know, they're not expanding their fan base at <laughs> all point.
0: So yeah, they're kind of, like you said, they're just rehashing things that have been done in the past. Actually, both of you said it, um, you know, they're just rehashing old ideas and until they get something new and fresh, I mean, it's, it's still, definitely great to watch and it, there's great great action and there's blood every single week now on regular television by somebody multiple people usually they're taking all of the elements that WWE doesn't use very often and they're trying to use them every time um but
1: so in your guys opinions uh you know and this might be a little bit early to call this it is this the beginning of the end for AEW not and not saying that AEW is going to go out of business but are we just looking now at another tna in the works where we're just going to see a steady decline of AEW. they reached their peak there's nowhere left for them to go what do you think cm
4: um you know i I think there's kind of two ways to look at that i think one is going to be television contract that'll help to decide that obviously you know um and i know that warner's gone through some changes again and things like that so so who knows what the future holds but apparently they they like AEW. so If they can keep their TV contract, I think it will help their longevity. But I think the other, I I don't want to say it's the beginning of the end. I think they still have an opportunity to change their narrative and all, uh, control their narrative, um, as (laughs) EC3 would say. Um, But, uh, and I think, you know, but Tony Khan is going to, I think he's going to have to get some other people involved backstage besides just himself you know, he's, he's almost too much like a Vince McMahon at this point where he's, he's the booker, you know, and, and it's like, you gotta, let, you gotta let go of the reins a little bit and see what happens then, you know, because, you know, you're going to play favorites or you're going to, you're going to gear yourself towards certain people all the time. And I think that's what he does. So I think if he can get out of his own way, I think they have a chance to flip the script and, and regain some steam as they had before, um, you know, before this last six to seven months. Mm.
0: Fair enough. Hey, hey, how about New Japan? What's happening over there? I know we got Mercedes Monet, uh, Sasha Banks, who just won one of their championships.
4: From um, The New Japan Stardom uh, Championship. She is the
0: women's champion. So. She is. Uh, anything else uh, of note going on uh, uh, over there?
4: I think the biggest news out of New Japan right now is that Jay White, uh, his contract, Switchblade Jay White, his contract supposedly is up and he just lost a Loser Leaves and New Japan wrestling match um, a couple weeks ago mm. at their, the big show. So, um, you know, rumor is, obviously, rumor and innuendo mm. um, is the big two are looking at bringing him in, you know. Um, I can't see him in WWE. Me uh, he, he doesn't seem to be the right fit for uh, WWE programming, but... Um, but you never know. Um, you know, you have he's going to gonna get it.
0: stuffed in the middle of SmackDown facing Ricochet and, uh, Andrade or Andra- what is, uh, uh, not Andrade. Um, you know, yeah. the dude. Yeah. Yeah. Legato. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Del Logato yeah. Del Fantasmo. Yeah. But AEW could bring him in as a as a as a big shot, you know, in the arms. They, I think, they've had him on their television before.
4: They have had him on. But see, then you then we fall into the same category that we we're just talking about, yeah, you know, about bringing in too many people, you know, and like, all right, now you bring one more in. What do you? Who who loses their spot just right. to give him some TV time, you know? So um, I don't know. It should be interesting. But Mercedes Monet is obviously the biggest, you know, story coming out of Japan at this point. So uh, be interesting to see where. Where and what she ends up doing, you know. So gotcha.
0: And she faced uh, what was it, Kyrie Sane or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yep. So that that's what's going on there. Uh Fit Ugly, what do we what do we missed out on? You know, what we have talked about in segment one, what we have yet to talk about in segment three. Um so one of the things
1: that I think <clears throat> I know I talked about in segment one, big comebacks, huge superstar, not going very well. Your thoughts on Bray
4: Wyatt apparently oh man um uh you know (laughs) uh, they they honestly they let they let things drag on too long when he first came back you know he got that initial pop at the uh pay-per-view and um and it was awesome and it was cool but then he basically came out for like seven eight straight weeks doing the same thing thing talking about the same thing with no furthering of the story until they got la la night yeah uh in yeah the, the uh you know in the storyline and that helped that somewhat but oh i i you know i'm glad they're starting to do some of the firefly funhouse stuff now that's at least adding a little bit of interest um but at some point they got to get these side characters introduced to the crowd too you know and let people know i mean everybody already thinks Bo dallas is uncle howdy um i'm hearing whoever the latest character that they had on the show i i hear that could be eric young you know so it's like all right let people know who these characters are because nobody cares otherwise at this point it's like, it's like
1: the slow burn isn't working this time no yeah
4: yeah, yeah, it's too slow. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, it's just a fire, it's just smoldering so, so <laughs> at this point, you know. Yeah. Like,
0: yeah, and we were talking about him possibly winning the Royal Rumble and going to WrestleMania. Could he be the guy, but not not facing Bobby Lashley in a uh, in a in a, a come down match? Uh, that that ain't gonna work or well, or a I, Skittles, uh, ms whatever match,
4: cinnamon toast crunch, man. Come on, cinnamon toast crunch.
0: crunch match, right.
4: That's the, that's the sponsor. Well, I heard, I, I read somewhere that, um, speaking of Bray and the Bobby Lashley match, I heard the original proposal was to face Brock, but Brock said no, because he didn't want anything to do with the, the supernatural storyline and all that. Cause oh. Brock, Brock is too real, if you will, you know? So, um,
0: so Omos is a better choice. I mean, Hey, I don't know. No, no, I'm not putting it down, putting the guy down. But I mean, that's not where he belongs in the WWE, not in a, a match against Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. He belongs with MVP as a heater, you know, to try to get against some other people. And that's what he belongs to be doing. But I don't know.
1: And in in, in Brock's case, I mean, I would just say, like, I I get where Brock may be coming from with, like, the real thing. But, I mean, I feel like at this point, Brock is back in the wrestling business. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that was their few years where Brock had come out of MMA and everybody was, like, legitimate fighter. He's destroying everybody. You know, whoop-de-whoop. But at this point, I feel like Brock has just gone into, like, a country boy character. He's fully in the WWE I don't feel like he should be turning down storylines. You know what I'm saying? It's like, would Brock turn down the storyline with The Undertaker now? You know, it's like, because that's kind of where Bray Wyatt is. You know what I mean? So you're you're back into wrestling now. (laughs) Right.
4: Yeah, I I guess Brock just didn't want to have to act. Too much you oh, know good. like yeah.
0: he didn't yeah. he didn't want
4: to have to get real hokey with things and stuff like
0: yeah, that yeah maybe and
4: and fake you know being scared of the supernatural that bray wyatt yeah. is you know like because who's yeah. really who's gonna buy that at this point you know like very true yes so let me ask this about
1: lashley because we know bray is going up against Lashley. lashley's been in the title picture he's been facing the top guys we're talking about bray facing lashley and how like it, it just kind of seems like an eh whatever does Lashley need, does he need like an MVP? Does he need to get back in like to a hurt business? Is Lashley losing some of that steam he had coming off of being with MVP? Your thoughts?
4: Yeah, I I, I think so. Uh, Cause he, while he's much better on the microphone than he used to be, he still is boring to listen to mm-hmm. when he talks, you know? And I get it. He's trying to make it part of his character kind of now, you know, like he doesn't have to say a lot of words, you know, to get his point across and that kind of deal. But Yeah, he needs something to just get a little bit of a pop. And is he face or heel? Like, I can't figure it out because he plays towards the crowd, but he's always the heel in whatever storyline he's in. So I'm like, I'm like, what is he? I don't understand. You know, that that's my problem with Lashley.
0: That's 100% agreed. I think he's yeah. in limbo. I think his character's in limbo. I, I don't. I just I had no idea who or what Bobby Lashley is right now.
1: And I feel like they keep teasing the the reuniting of the Hurt business, but then not making it happen. It's just like, yo, know, just put the damn stable together. Put right. seriously, in, like, yo, know, just put it together. Like, I don't understand. Like, it was a huge hit in 2020. You know, during the pandemic we know it works like just put it together like I don't understand like all of this teasing but not pulling the trigger on
4: it yeah I don't get it I don't get it either and I mean they seemed like they were heading that way when Omas came out to help Lashley and you know MVP was always courting him in the back and then you saw Shelton and um, Cedric you know talking with everybody and yeah it's weird it's like and that now like the last several weeks Nothing like they totally dropped it and gone away from it again. Maybe this whole
0: thing is an elaborate ruse. And then this whole Brock Lesnar versus Omos thing, the reason for challenging Lesnar is that the Hurt Business can get back together at WrestleMania and take down Brock Lesnar and make a statement so that the Hurt Business is the dominant force in the next year. This is my booking inside my head. (laughs)
1: Listen, I'm with it. They need something at WrestleMania to spark this thing. (laughs)
4: Yeah. Yeah, they got to do something quick, man. Well, I, speaking of that, did you guys see they released the uh, first uh, poster, or I guess the main poster today? Not not the one that uh, Dirty Mike sent me earlier. Um, oh, that know, was uh, fantastic. That, oh, was, that was that was great. But, All those youngins
0: um, on that poster. Yeah,
4: but they actually released it. And it, I, I think it's um, it's Cody and Roman are at the top, you know, because they're the headline. And then there's like a bunch of superstars at the bottom. And then the other people like Snoop Dogg is on it. Um what? yeah, Snoop Dogg's on it. Um, there are people that are missing that are in major like title matches and stuff, like that aren't even on the uh the the poster. Um there are people that haven't been announced for anything for WrestleMania wrestlers that are on it and stuff. Yeah, it's weird. It's it's the oddest thing. And I'm like, I hope they start speaking up to some of this stuff now that they've released a poster, you know, it's like alright, they haven't said anything about Snoop Dogg being there, and here he is yeah. on the, the advertising. Like, okay.
1: Right. And his cousin isn't even in the company anymore, but I mean, I know Snoop is still a fan, but, you know. And a Hall of Famer. And a Hall yeah. of Famer. Oh, true. So let me ask you guys this. I know we're running out of time here. So, this is one, of, so this WrestleMania doesn't seem to have advertised any legends coming back, and I've always kind of been against the the legends, and it's like, it, we need to let this go. Do you feel like running into this lackluster WrestleMania that this is the reason Vince has been so adamant about continually bringing legends back for these kind of things.
4: Very, very well could, very well. Yeah. could do. I mean, it does help to pop. I mean, Austin obviously did last year, you know, that was huge last year, but you know, I think once the rock kind of declined coming this year, you know, due to his schedule, it's kind of like, yeah, you know, who are you going to bring back? You know, they're bringing Cena back, but, or, well, technically, yeah, whatever. We'll what happens, <laughs> so I don't know. I, it doesn't hurt things bringing the right people back.
0: The right. Uh, yeah, the right people at the right time. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe so many of these uh, eggs were put into the rock basket for so long, even though it was never announced. He never declared he was going to do it. Uh, he never signed on to do it. And obviously, he's you know if he, even if he's going to be there at all, it's just going to be in a, some kind of guest capacity as a surprise. It's not going to be anything booked out. Um, so we will see because, uh, we're going to watch WrestleMania, uh, and we're going to figure it out. And we're going to talk again on the live WrestleMania when we talk on WrestleMania weekend, dirty, ugly wrestling podcast, but CM funk, uh, thank you for working with the technical Uh, difficulties. Thank you for joining us, man. Uh, thank you guys.
4: Appreciate you bringing me in for a segment here. Um, I can't wait to listen to the third segment after this and, uh, you know what you guys do and and uh thank you as always looking forward to wrestlemania sort of kind of
0: so (laughs) absolutely and fit ugly in that third segment i think we might have some special guests some more special guests and we're going to keep this podcast rolling man yes sir (laughs) all right well uh dirty ugly wrestling podcast listeners thank you and please stay tuned uh you know for more of the dirty ugly wrestling podcast right after this musical interlude And we're back on yep. the di- yes, yes, that's right, yes, on the dirty, ugly wrestling podcast once again. My name is Dirty Mike, and I'm the Big Ugly, and we are joined by the one and only JT Wrestling. Welcome back, sir. Thanks. All right, so uh, we talked a lot about WrestleMania. Well, welcome back to. Uh, the the podcast episode 113. We talked a lot about that. Talked a lot about the WWE. Uh let's uh jump into some others. We might have a, another special guest joining us uh, somewhere during this segment, but let's get into some other things. Uh anybody watching NXT? Uh,
1: does anybody still watch NXT? Man?
0: <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I mean, I record it and uh, I watch messing. some of it. Yeah.
1: I have not I have do, not I mean, been watching it. Um and that's not, but you tell you tell us is it worth getting back into? How's it been?
0: I mean, it's not bad. It's just there's. I think we were talking about this with WWE. There's not there wasn't a lot of depth. Um, you know, as far as they're building their own characters and storylines within the confines of the show, uh, there's nothing wrong with it. Uh, yes. You know, they've got their champions, they've got their titles, they've got their lot, so, lot of lot of so women's matches. Actually.
1: Let me ask you this, Dirty Mike, from Go ahead. your opinion being a lifelong fan, being somebody that's in the business, mm. what's happening in WWE right now that's, why don't they have the depth? Like, what do you think?
0: I, I think they're still in a little bit of a transition. You know, when you have Vince overseeing everything uh, for so long and then he takes himself out completely. Uh, I know you got teams of writers and bookers and agents and things like that, but, you know, when, when, when the head of the table, you know, Pun intended. Change, <laughs> <laughs> changes. It you know it it means something you know, and there is a transition period. So I think what they did for now is they put all their eggs in a couple of baskets. One big one. The 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 um. Bloodline. But, I mean, they're developing people down in WWE as far as NXT goes. I mean, there's a lot of young talent down there. There's a lot of good talent down there. Um, you know, men, women, uh, everybody doing ca- all kinds of different things down there. They've got a fan base uh, in Florida. Uh, they've got a decent fan base when they travel, you know, to and from here and there a little bit. It's just it's not all clicking on all cylinders right now. But I will say this is something that's working. Before, we would get one good thing here, one good thing there, and the pay-per-views or premium live events would have maybe one or two good things, but wouldn't be overall uh, entertaining for several hours. I think since SummerSlam last year, probably, which was the beginning of the Triple H regime, I really do think that they've kind of put their focus on making the premium live events better. Mm-hmm. If you know want to put it that way, because Triple H was always you know a guy performing on the pay per views back in the you know nineties and two thousands, and you know every match on the card meant something, and he wanted to be in a match that always meant something, no matter what he was doing. I th- I think I don't know if you guys agree with that, but I think the depth is coming from just building up to a premium live event or a pay per view, which made a lot of sense when you had free television and cable television leading up to something that you're paying 40 or $50 for every month, which it used to be. Now everything is accessible streaming peacock, whatever. What do you guys think about that?
1: No. Yeah. I, I agree with you. Um, yeah. And especially that transition phase. This is the first, this is the first WrestleMania under triple H's helm, home. Correct. Right. Yeah, that's correct. I think that I, I, I think you're absolutely right with everything said. JT? JT?
2: Yes, I think so. I just think they're adjusting, trying to build storylines that should have been there Mm. and just trying to um, figure everything out.
1: Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, and and our special guest is in the waiting room, but I'm just going to ask this last question. Okay. Do you feel like there is a roster talent problem, like a talent roster problem?
0: I don't think so. I think, I think there's a lot of, you know, depth as far as amount of people, amount of men, amount of women, amount of different ages, different races and creeds and things like that, especially in WWE. I I think AEW has got an over roster problem, but they're they're creating, (laughs) (laughs) but they're creating so much more content. I mean, they've got a show on Wednesday night. They got a show on Friday night. They got a pay-per-view every six weeks. They got internet shows. I mean, it's, I think the WWE has the the issue is depth of story. And I think that because the world changes so much and people get injured and people have social media issues and they put all their all their time into Mandy Rose and she disappeared. I think they might be a little gun shy at this point. I think they're going to try to get through WrestleMania with the big stuff that they got and then start over.
1: That, That and that makes sense. Should we bring our special guests in?
0: I think we should. And once we get him in, and we can hear him, and possibly see him, um, you know, can, can our special guest hear us? Is he muted? I Could think he, he can hear us. Special guest, say something.
3: Hello, everybody. Ah, there he is. No, no.
0: I was I was I was wondering about the gimmick change, but, you know, maybe that's uh, something I wasn't sure about. But anyway, uh, let's give a proper introduction. Uh known this gentleman and I use the term loosely for a long time. No, oh. <laughs> no. Nah, nah, good. Good dude, man. Good dude. Actually, we talked about. Um, Fit ugly. We're just talking about me being in the business. This is one of the guys that uh, you know, I started in the business with uh, he was in the business long before I was, but uh, you know, just one of the one of the great all time individuals. And now he's uh still an all time, you know, pro wrestling fan, always has been, always will be. And he's also, you know, got holding the pencil uh for EWA Pro Wrestling. And there's some a lot of good things, a lot of expansion going on there. Uh, I will uh his name is Chris, but we all know him as Vinny Versace. Vinny, give it it up for Vinny? Let, let's give it up for Vinny. That, that's what I'm talking about. What's up, man?
3: Oh, well, you know, all good, all good. Just doing the thing, you know. Got a big uh, two-day, two shows in one weekend coming up. Bro. It's gonna be fun.
0: Oh, you're you're pulling a, a two-nighter. Two-nighter,
3: man. I'm oh, not built man. for that, man.
0: That's, so you guys just. Me yeah man so yeah uh ewa pro wrestling obviously uh, you know we've had a partnership and uh, a good understanding for a long time and we always uh love you know putting on putting over the people putting over the products so uh you know kind of gotten away from the tall cedars hall and now uh made home in the bel-air armory which is fantastic but now stretching out you guys were in state theater and having a grace how did that go talk about that
3: uh it went very well actually i was uh I'm always pessimistic coming into a new building, but uh, they the fans came out. They had a great time. Uh, they're excited for more, and they're going to get it. So we're going to be there pretty much monthly for all of this year.
0: Wow. That's pretty good, man. So, uh, you know, it, it's all about, you know, getting yourself out there and making something of it and getting, getting the guys on the roster to get some work in and tell some stories. And, you know, with, with EWA Pro Wrestling, there was a point there where we were – you know, maybe doing six shows a year, uh, maybe once every couple of months. And, you know, it's hard to keep stories going sometimes, uh, when you have that much lag in between. But I mean, obviously, obviously there were reasons for that. But now, um, <clears throat> not only do you still have Bel Air Army, but you got, you know, state uh state theater and Grace, and you said you're running two shows. So that's gonna be the sweet sixteen, am I right?
3: Yes, sir. Two two night tournament. It's gonna be uh, the first round's gonna be in of Grace, eight single matches, one on one matches, and then the next night it'll be two fatal four ways, and the winner of those two will face off in the finals.
0: Man, that's great. And that's awesome. And the Sweet Sixteen tournament's been a staple of EWA Pro Wrestling for quite a long time. Um had the pleasure of of, of announcing winners and holding up the trophy and and uh, you know, whole, uh raising the hands of the winners as a referee, something like that. That that is great stuff. So tell us what uh, what's uh what's the big thing that we should be looking for in EWA pro wrestling right now for J- JT wrestling and the, and, the, and the fit ugly listening in as well. What should we be looking for? Who who's the champions? What's the stories going on? What's happening?
3: Well, I'm going to break some news. We haven't actually officially announced it yet, but breaking news
0: on the dirty, ugly wrestling podcast. I love First it.
3: Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> so the EWA heavyweight champion Tomahawk, Mm-hmm. He wrestled grizzly in the cage in January, but right. grizzly brother turned his back on him, uh, causing grizzly to lose. So we, we decided to up these stakes this next one. Bigger than a cage match, it's going to be an I-quit match.
1: Oh, boy. Oh, oh, man.
3: So The only way someone can win is if they get their opponent to say, I quit. So there's going to be no flukes, no roll-ups, nothing. It's got to be straight up, make your person give up. Make your opponent give up.
0: And that's going to be in uh, uh, during the Sweet Sixteen today.
3: Yes, that's uh, day two, March eighteenth at the Bel Air Armory. Wow,
0: and that's on a Sunday.
3: That's Saturday, actually.
0: Oh, Saturday is March seventeenth, uh, and uh, so, there's, so there's Friday. So there's Friday and Saturday that weekend.
3: Right, right,
0: right. I got gotcha. you. Okay, okay.
3: Uh, exactly. have it a great.
0: That's pretty cool, though, uh, And man. then we
3: got our new Maryland champion, Hamish Stewart, uh, formerly one half of the Grimy Scouts. Uh, yeah. He just yeah. won the Maryland title, going to take it back to Scotland. It might be all painted up in the Scottish flag. Next time we see it, I'm not not sure what's going to happen there. <laughs> uh, tag team champions are all of war. They've been champions since, uh, what was that, September, I believe. Mm. Uh, they beat the Black Magic Forts. Wow. And then uh, we got cruiserweight champion Solas Mars, who's held it for over a year now.
0: Awesome, gotta love Sol. Uh, you know, he—I uh, love chasing him around the ring. You know, that's that's uh, a <laughs> that's an interesting thing. No, that's cool, man. Just to see all all these uh, all these young guys, all these local guys, uh, you know, getting getting an opportunity to work, it, an opportunity to perform in front of live audiences over and over again. Uh, And this is this is great. And uh, EWA pro wrestling has been around for more than 20 years. Uh, Doesn't look like it's going anywhere anytime soon. And uh, that's that's great stuff. And are you still kind of wearing the green jacket once in a while or just holding the pencil or what what are you doing?
3: Oh, yeah. I got my Versace boys. Make (laughs) sure you get that with three Z's because we put all the girls to bed.
0: (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Now that's that's right.
3: Um, yeah, so yeah, I'm still doing the thing, gonna lead them to glory. Sooner or later we'll get there.
0: That's fantastic, man. And and this is uh still got the school going on there down in Dundalk as well.
3: Yes, sir. The EWA paint factory still running at least three nights a week, sometimes more.
0: The pain factory oh man so it, there's a lot of good things happening with ewa pro wrestling very consistent uh lots of new talent lots of different talent lots of people wanting to come in lots of people getting chances this is this is great and uh, the ewa yep. universe is following you around
3: yeah we, we definitely have had a lot of new fresh faces um hamish of the granny scots has a school as well so some of his students have been breaking through uh beefcake jägermeister Jagermeister.
0: It's not Jager. Ah, no. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Jagermeister. Okay. He's,
3: he's gonna yell at me if he hears that. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely got a whole whole crop of new guys coming in that are hungry and thir- thirsty for more action. So we also do have some shows this summer in the at Key Brewery in um, the Dundalk area. Ah. So oh, and they will uh, be outdoor shows.
0: shows, right? Yeah.
3: Yep, they're going to be. Uh, it's in conjunction with uh metal festivals that they do there. metal i'm not too familiar with the bands to be honest but uh it's rock and wrestling you know perfect fit been since the 80s of course and heck yeah
0: that's great. Well, definitely keep us all informed and we we will ha- be happy to share and, and post and, and, you know, push the product. And that's great. And I, and I once I get uh, through my physical ailments as my uh, old ass gets older, um, <laughs> I will, I will love to connect with you again and see what I can do. Uh, anything that I can do. I always uh, love coming home again and I always appreciate the open door. So, yeah. Um, that's, that's a lot of fun. And I see that uh good old Jesse O Ryan is still hanging out. The dark horses are still at it. Uh, you know, my, my boy uh, Siler is still going strong. Siler Mason and uh, you know, faces that have been around a couple of years, a lot of years and then even more. So that's great. So an I quit match with the dark horses and, and it's got to happen. Will that be it? Or will they continue to go at each other? What do you think? Hey, uh, I,
3: Personally, if this gets too far, we might have to shut it down. But uh, I can't, with those guys, I can't tell them when to stop. Mm. And they'll stop when they're ready to stop. And they'll tell me that themselves.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That'll be up to them. I gotcha. All right. Well, Hey, this is a go great with EWA pro wrestling. I'm going to switch gears just a little bit. Uh, the fit ugly JT wrestling. We want to talk about something we have not yet talked about on this podcast, but the reinvention 3.0 of the XFL. And I figured you'd be the perfect guy to talk to about that because I I don't know – I know you were around for the second uh, installment of the XFL, but when the first installment of the XFL came around, did you go – were you a fan back in the the late 90s there?
3: Yeah, I mean, I watched the first game like I think everyone else did, and then I just turned it out. It it wasn't for me. I wasn't even a big NFL fan at the time. Like, I watched it. I watched my Packers, but I wasn't as diehard as I am now. And, I mean, we didn't have a team that was somewhat local. Sure. Uh, Well, I guess the New York, New Jersey hitman would be the closest Mm -hmm. from the original crop. But no, the 2.0, I was all in for that. Um, Was at the game like three days before the world shut down Mm. and everyone's joking about COVID and everything. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, that was real.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, a couple of us were at the Elimination Chamber in Philadelphia doing the exact same thing. Right. Bit like, ugly and uh, JT wrestling were with me right there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's yeah.
3: funny to think about because everyone's kind of like, "Oh yeah, how huh, that COVID thing stuff thing, huh?" And then all of a sudden it's like, "Oh yeah, we're done."
0: Yeah. <laughs> by the way, my God, and I was supposed to go to that XFL game the following weekend too. I was, uh, I was thinking, "Ah, it's an outdoor game. Nobody's gonna. It's good. they're still gonna do it." Nope. World shut down. <laughs> my God. Yeah. All right. Crazy well, times.
3: But yeah, once they uh, once the rock ball I was all in. i counted down the days and they finally came last or two weekends ago I guess it was now and it was it was beautiful walking back on that in that building
0: and you had a rock sighting too that night
3: yep yep unfortunately he was on the opposite side of where we were sitting but
0: Uh, he was he was there yeah he went to all four games in the opening weekend apparently he traveled around uh Saturday afternoon Saturday evening Sunday afternoon and then Sunday night. Uh, so that's that's pretty cool to follow your product around. Now, I want to get more in-depth of the XFL, but I want to talk to uh, Fit Ugly and uh, JT Wrestling for a minute. Have you guys – I'll start with JT Wrestling. Have you seen any of the XFL, and what do you think?
2: I watched a little bit of one of the weekend games. Okay.
0: Um,
2: it's entertaining. I'll, I'll give it a couple more shots, but – um. You know, I don't know how big of a fan I'll be. I might just be a fan of the actual game. I, don't, I don't, When I pick a team, I might just watch the teams and see who wins at the end. Okay,
0: fair enough. Fit Ugly, how about you?
1: I have not been able to actually watch the XFL. However, I've seen some of the highlights. I am – because I don't have, like – uh what, what does XFL come about? I don't have
0: so- – some comes on FX or uh, Fox, I think, okay. and some of them came right. on like ABC, one of the main channels. Gotcha. ESPN okay. even carries them, I think. Got gotcha. you. So I don't Yeah, have they're, the all
3: on, they're all on ESPN Plus if you
0: have that. Streaming service, okay. Yeah, yeah so I need to get that.
3: Because here's the thing. I'm
1: rooting for the XFL. I haven't watched anything, but I want it to be successful. Mm-hmm. So um, – but from what I've seen, listen, I think it's, a, I think it's great – I think that what they're doing and kind of using this is almost like a, you know, a developmental territory for the NFL for them to be able, you know, they have a deal with the NFL uh, to, to kind of look at their talent and see if anybody is qualified. I think this is great. I wanted to be successful. I haven't had a chance to watch it, but I will try and get some type of service to watch it. Okay.
0: Fair enough. I I've been watching. I watched most of the games on the first weekend. Cause I wanted to see different markets and different uh commentary teams and things like that um and i think you know there was a lot of tickets sold for the first weekend especially since you know the rock was going to be there at each one of them but i think they ran into some snags in the vegas game uh i don't know i read some things where they had to spray paint the field green because the grass was all dead and it was an old stadium and it was raining of course you know but they still played a game a hell of a game and uh I think that was D.C. that was in Vegas. Am I right about yep. that, Chris? Okay, That's and D.C. Correct. came uh, back and won, I think.
3: They did. It was 18-3 to uh, three or 6, I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, the thing with Vegas was they it took them forever to actually announce the stadium to the point where they delayed the release of the schedule because they didn't even know where Vegas was planned. Mm. So they are kind of just desperate for some old building. And it. From what I understand, it's basically a minor league baseball stadium that yeah. they just kind of converted so I don't know if they'll stay in Vegas permanently or what the deal is but that was not a good look for them that's for sure.
0: Yeah, it was uh it was a little choppy um and a little just kind of yeah, I mean these are things I mean obviously this is the first this is 3.0 you know but this is the kind of the first season for the, the new ownership and and everything like that. So they got they got things to work out and obviously they can work them out if they choose to and hopefully they do. Now am, am I right about this did I read this right that All there's all eight teams and they're spread out all over the country, but the main training hub and everything is in Texas. Am I right about that?
3: That That's correct. They all live in Arlington. They all travel from Arlington. Okay. Uh, They usually actually the teams get on the same plane back home after the game. I read that too. It's an Uh, interesting uh, dynamic, that's for sure.
0: So the teams are traveling together. One team is celebrating victory, and the other teams like drink drowning their (laughs) sorrows. But they're traveling together. I guess that's yep. an efficiency thing to save money or whatever and obviously if you know more more time comes into the XFL more money comes into the XFL maybe things can you know change on that end but I mean are do you are you hearing player reactions are you hearing fan reactions I mean obviously you're in inside the stadium for DC what what is the overall buzz about the XFL right now
3: I'm I think it's somewhat good it's not I mean it's not huge by any means uh DC's definitely embraced it uh, more so than some other places but okay. Okay. um the uh yeah i think it's going well i think the dc defenders are doing well um so the other teams hopefully they'll call, like the orlando team didn't have a good turnout uh, vegas only had 6000 people which is mm. pretty bad yeah but there's so much to do in vegas and it was in a torrential downpour so i think right. i would have the tickets myself if i had tickets
0: <laughs> and i would have been inside a casino not outside but, watching football uh,
3: St. Louis, though, next week, they're debuting, and they've already sold out the lower level. They opened up the 300 level, and oh, they're wow. the old football stadium. So they're expecting about 30,000 people.
0: Wow. So that's going to be huge. That's pretty good. So I guess uh, Audi Field this uh, Sunday for the XFL 1 o'clock game um, on Sunday. I'll be there. You'll be there. Um yes, sir. I don't even know how much that, that capacity for the Audi Field holds. What do you think?
3: I think it holds thirteen thousand, and I was actually looking at tickets today just because of uh, curiosity. And there was a there wasn't much left, really. So, uh, I mean, probably a good thousand or two left, but th- they could easily push it to a sellout. I think.
0: Wow, that's pretty cool. That'll be interesting to get in there and see that. And uh, weather looks relatively promising for March uh, that weekend. Hopefully, keeps it that way. And the Defenders DC are undefeated right now, two and zero. So. I think they're playing uh, – uh, isn't St. Louis undefeated right now, I think?
3: They are, yep. The only oh. two undefeated teams. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, the Houston Roughnecks are undefeated too, but the only two undefeated teams in our division. So. We
0: have a division, right. And there's yep. eight teams. There'll be ten weeks and a championship at the end.
3: Yep, there'll be uh, two playoffs. or two, two teams make the playoffs and then one championship game in San Antonio.
0: Gotcha. In the Alamo Dome. The yep. home of San Antonio's team and the home of the Royal Rumble three times.
3: Yep, yep. I went to the one in, uh, I guess, 2017, I think it was.
0: Okay. The Alamo- I love San Antonio. Dome. that's great. So the XFL's got a shot. You know, we'll see if we can get through an entire season. I think the first XFL 1.0 went through, I think they got through two seasons. Am I right about that? No,
3: the, they wrapped it up at the end of the first. But oh, they, they did? did. Get, okay. They did get a championship.
0: Okay, so Uh, one full season, one covid season and now post covid. Well, yeah. Okay, so we'll see what happens. Hopefully we'll be coming on and talking about the XFL uh, being a success and getting renewed for a second season. And uh, that'll be that'll be interesting. And I'm glad glad you're a fan. Glad to see uh, you out there supporting and I'm I'm definitely going to go to one game. We're going to check it out. I was supposed to go to an XFL game three years ago. COVID stopped it, so I got to get this under my belt. Right. It's
3: definitely, it's like on TV is fun, but live and in person, it's a blast. It reminds me of like a college football game where everyone's going crazy. Yeah. Um, And they're going to unleash the beer snake, from what I understand, so there won't be any lemons thrown on the field. Ah, the beer snake.
0: Tell us about the beer beer snake. snake. What is the beer snake?
3: I mean, I don't get it, but it's <laughs> basically there's a general mission section, and those dudes get so drunk, they all collect their beer cups and stack them in, into each other until it's so large it goes from the bottom of the section to the top.
0: <laughs> oh, so it's man. a
3: lot of beer cups.
0: <laughs> man, this is this is uh, this is interesting. How how is it down on the field level where your seats are?
3: Oh, pretty good. I, I, it's. With the actions on the other side of the end zone, it's kind of difficult. You just have to watch the screens. But they're up in your face when you're actually in it. And we actually wandered down because it's pretty chill. And uh, I was, like, talking to the kicker a little bit when it was practice. Huh. And I was like, oh, man, that was, a good, that was a good practice kick, buddy. You got this. And the other team missed a field goal. And I was like, you want to miss that? I know you want to miss that. And he just <laughs> shook his head and was like, you're an idiot. <laughs> I was like, yep. Yeah.
0: Uh, so I guess they have one kicker now, uh, and the kicker does many things. The kicker does the kickoff and the field goals because there's no extra points in the XFL, right? Yep, okay. You can, but after you score a touchdown, you can do a one point conversion, a two point conversion, or a three three point conversion. You go for your yeah,
3: which completely changes the game. It's oh, the dynamic of scoring
0: is ridiculous now, right?
3: Yeah, because you can come back pretty quickly if you go for three and nine point swing and one. Touchdown is pretty significant.
0: Yeah. And the clock doesn't stop very much. Not, well, in the, yeah, I mean, different, different rules with the clock, but, you know, shorter time between plays. And yeah, they, they let the clock go. But, uh, yeah, I think
3: they have a 30 second play clock instead of 40 seconds.
0: Yeah. So it's pretty, it's pretty continual action there.
3: Faster pace of play for sure.
0: Faster pace of play. Well, that's it, the XFL. Hopefully, you guys watch it this weekend. Uh, you know, find a way to watch that fit ugly, um, and uh, uh, JT wrestling as well. So that's pretty cool. And the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast supports the XFL. We want it to succeed. That would be awesome. Um, so other than that, you're a pro wrestling fan. Um, Chris, and, uh, you know, what have you been watching? What have you been liking? We were talking about the road to WrestleMania in segment one, talking about the bloodline, the the biggest substantial storyline in WWE right now. Um, you know, what what are you watching? What are you liking, not liking? What, what's going on in your mind there?
3: Uh, you know, the usual, the just WWE I watch. Uh, it's more background noise, to be honest, even though the road to WrestleMania I tend to pay a little more attention Mm-hmm. But then you get a Bray Wyatt Bobby Lashley segment, and you're just like, "What well, am I doing with my life?" <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, did we kind of talk about that earlier? Yeah. Okay. Well, I won't. I will get into it again. No, but... you're
0: fine. You can. I mean, yeah. you you want a <laughs> dish on it? We were just saying how you know, hey, you you got nothing to do. You got nothing to do. Why don't you guys do it together? I mean, I don't know. We just kind of.
3: I mean, I just don't understand why they didn't do like Lashley and Lesnar in a submission match or something, since like. They're not done, but I guess they are done.
0: Well, they did put Lesnar with Omos.
3: (laughs) Right. Yeah, I mean, they should have just did Wyatt and Omos so I could just take an extended bathroom break. Right, and they could make another gimmick
0: match on Snickers or whoever else is promoting WrestleMania. (laughs) Correct. Mountain Uh, Dew Pitch Black.
3: I can't stand Bray Wyatt, man.
1: But <laughs> a, you can't stand like—is it just this iteration of Bray, or like just Bray and Bray in general?
3: Uh, ever since the Fiend, I guess. Uh, I didn't mind the hillbilly bit Bray Wyatt with the Luke Harper and uh, Rowan, but okay, just the Fiend on—I'm just like, just do something. <laughs> Not a oh. fan, but um. Anyway, I digress. Uh, Fair enough. AEW, I watch every week. It's, it's a bit in the lull right now, but I'm still digging it. Um, okay. Excited to see Ring of Honor come back.
0: Yeah, that's that's nice to see under the AEW umbrella. But, uh, they, you know, they've got not only do they have plenty of content now, now they've got plenty of ways to share that content. You know, Ring of Honor ways, AEW ways, uh, Internet ways, all kinds of stuff. So, yeah, that's that's pretty cool.
3: Yeah, that's pretty much it. I watch a lot of old stuff to be honest. Like that's my bedtime routine, selling something old and like last night I was watching Super Bowl 3 just yes! because. Yes.
0: <laughs> WCW Super Bowl 3. What was what were some of the things happening on that? That had to have been early 90s, right?
3: Uh yeah, it's 93. Yeah, it had to be 93 cuz Bulldog okay. wrestled Wild Bill. Bur- the British Bulldog wrestled Wild Bill Irwin. Wow. Which fun. <laughs> right. Uh and then uh Benoit and Scorpio had a good match. Uh, I ended up skipping it. I just can't really watch Benoit stuff, really. But uh, what okay. else is on there? Uh, ooh, the Midnights wrestled. Who'd they wrestle? Rock and Roll? Yeah, I think it was Rock and Roll. Could have been. I, I, I literally just watched it last night, and I'm blanking on who they that's so it's right? definitely a Stan Lane version of the Midnights.
0: Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Was it on uh, Peacock that you were watching this? Yeah, yeah. Just threw it on and let it roll. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, we're old school fans here. Attitude Era fan with the Fit Ugly over there. And uh, and JT Wrestling is a fan of everything. So that's cool. Anybody been seeing anything on Impact Wrestling on AXS TV? Anybody at all? Uh, this still exists. <laughs> oh yeah, uh,
3: I don't get access, so I just and I'm not going to really go out of my way to watch it. But I, it seems like as good things. Yeah, they. Um... It, it seems like they got a lot of good stuff going for them. And then I see Bully Ray in the main events, and I'm like, yeah,
0: yeah, Bully Ray I've... and Tommy Dreamer are having a feud right now.
3: Yeah, I'm kind of over all that.
0: So. Uh... <laughs> And bully uh, Tommy Dreamer gained everything that Bully Ray lost, it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it really <laughs> looks odd. I'm looking at it through ECW eyes, and I'm like, nope, that's backwards. Change that mirror. <laughs> um, no, but okay, so the lead comment, I, I get to watch this because uh, the illustrious Kristen does have AXS TV, and she allows uh, us to DVR that once in a while, and I skim through it to see if there's anything interesting. Um, I will throw out a couple of shout-outs. So the lead the commentary team—it's a two-man desk. It's Tom Phillips, formerly of the WWE for a lot of years, and uh, I don't know his real name or whatever it is, but it's uh, Aiden English from the uh, the tag team. The uh, damn it, can't remember the uh, name.
3: The vo- vo- Val valder- My goodness. Yes. Va- Val- Val-
0: villains. Yes. All
3: villains. Thank you. I that's really, it. Did not get that word out. And uh, he that's he also. Somebody- uh,
0: Realm, he was man. also Rusev's valet, and he sang Rusev Day. Um, yes, yes. Yeah, so they're the lead. I mean, I, I recognize the voices, and I mean, that's pretty good. They do a good job. But once in a while, they'll have something fun on there. Like, they have a, a guy named Johnny Swinger who made a deal with Santino Morella, who is the commissioner or whatever. Yeah, that's what I said. is um, the
3: commissioner?
0: Santino is the that. commissioner. Huh. He's the director of action or something it says doa on his jacket (laughs) um and he he wears a badge um of course yeah so he made a deal with a wrestler named johnny swinger who's still around and he said if you if johnny swinger can win 50 matches he can have a championship title shot so he hasn't won one match yet under that deal um and then he's got a second who comes out with him i can't remember who that is but he's trying to find him guys to wrestle that he can definitely beat so one day he brings out I said I know you can definitely beat this guy this guy's hardly ever won a match in his life Barry Horowitz okay 63 years old can barely walk uh, he's still slapping himself on the back came down to the Jewish music I popped I mean I I enjoyed that he didn't move around at all he, uh, he did a roll up at the end to beat Johnny Swinger 1-2-3 so that might have been the second match he ever won in his career but um he, he was he was looking rough, but it was fun. Barry Horowitz, uh, he could go on the WWE Hall of Fame. I'd be okay with it, but it, he's been an enhancement talent, jobber, whatever you call it, forever, and they gave him a little storyline in the mid-'90s, but he's literally 66, 60-whatever 60 years old. But that's what Impact does, things like that. Then they also had uh, Crazy Steve, who has been there for quite a while. He used to be with Abyss, and Abyss is now – he's an agent for the WWE, I believe – um and big hardcore guys and taking on a guy named Trey Miguel. So it was Trey Miguel and crazy Steve in a monsters ball match, which is like their big hardcore match. And uh, we're talking blood barbed wire, thumbtacks fire uh, on AXS TV, not even on their pay-per-views, which they still have. Uh, so they they're putting out some interesting stuff once in a while. I would say if you have the opportunity to give it a look, you know it doesn't hurt. It's all, it's still pro wrestling. I say the same thing for MLW wrestling which is on uh something uh some other television but they are kind of several months behind but they've got real one Enzo Amore, not called Enzo but it's real one he's in there. Um you know they've got British Bulldog son Davey Boy Smith Jr is in there. A lot of different things. Basically it's the extension of what Lucha Underground used to be. Anyway, I went off on a tangent, but I wanted to get show some other love to some other pro wrestling. There we go.
3: Yeah, I definitely need to catch up on Impact because, like I said, I always hear good things. Just only so many hours in the day, I guess. <laughs> I, right. I know uh, MLW, I think, is on Reels now.
0: Might be Reels, yeah. Might be Reels. Same same uh, channel that the Heels uh, uh, show came on.
3: Oh, yes, yes. I only, I never finished that. I need to finish
0: that. You you do. You should. That's good. And I want to throw one shout out to AEW because we really didn't talk about them. I know we're getting counted down here. Um, they uh MJF is the champion. He's facing Daniel Bryanson. Brian Danielson. Sorry. So uh, let me ask you guys
1: this. I'm I'm gonna interject real quick. I know we're on. The do rest- it. I've heard that, I have not been able to watch much AEW, but I've heard that this MJF title run has not been great and that AEW seems to be a bit floundering with MJF at the helm. Can anybody speak to that?
0: It's a little flat because he's not a champion that uh, shows up every week or wrestles every week. He's 26 years old and he's basically kind of letting his opponents do the work for him right now. We'll have to see how he'll... Perform the Iron Man match, but I gotta agree with that. Anybody else have an AEW opinion before we get cut off here?
2: No, I pretty much agree that he,
3: that MJF is not doing much. Um, I disagree. Man, they need CM Punk back, man. <laughs> I don't care. He can punch people. Don't make. Don't affect me. No. What's <laughs> he gotta do with me? Bring him back. So let okay. me ask. So let me ask this: if MJF was such a huge character.
1: Like, what does this say about MJF? Like, why is he not able to be the heel champion that like a Roman Reigns has been, considering he was the biggest heel and I would say almost all the wrestling business?
0: I just don't think he needed the title. I don't, I just think he needed to keep doing what he was doing. And uh, other people carry the load with the title. Um, He, you know, I think it was a little too, I don't say it was quick, but I mean, he's young. He's really young. I I just don't think uh, he needed the title. With what they're doing,
3: yeah, I don't know if I agree with he's floundering. I think he's doing okay, but they're not giving him much to work with. Like he right. doesn't—I don't think he's—he's he's defended the belt one time against Ricky Starks, right? Uh, they've let him do some promos that were kind of out of le- completely left field. Just they're not really playing to his strengths.
0: We'll just have to see how it works over time, if it works over time. And uh, they got a pay-per-view coming up this Sunday, as a matter of fact. uh, It's after our XFL game there, Chris. So, uh, you know, it's that night. So if you want to ship out $40, $50 for the pay-per-view, Revolution or whatever it's called, you can watch that. Um, But anyway, Big Ugly, you're right. Um, It's it still remains to be seen. And what also remains to be seen is the dirty, ugly wrestling podcast. We're going to be back with episode one hundred and we're going to be back during WrestleMania weekend. We're going to be recording live during one of those nights of WrestleMania. uh, And we're going to be talking about uh, WrestleMania stuff and then uh, moving forward and just kind of having a good time, just like we did for the Royal rumble uh, at that one point in time. It was great. Um, but, you know, it's, uh, it's been great. Bubba, Sparks, uh, Chris, Vinny, whatever the hell you want to call yourself. Thank you, sir, for joining us. Um, Sparks, I we like appreciate it. you thank very you. much. J- JT Wrestling, thank you for joining us. Not a problem. And uh, Big Ugly, this is great. I appreciate you doing what you do. This has been a lot of fun. I'll send you some uh, pictures. You'll post some stuff, and we'll SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, TuneIn Radio. We'll tag everybody. It'll be great. Absolutely. All right. Thank you to the listeners. We'll see you next time. Three, two, one. Deuces. Deuces. That's right. Two.